Hello and welcome to the Learning to See podcast. I'm Jenna Alvord, your host, and today I'm excited to introduce you to Emma Schottenberg from El Salvador. Her career has taken a few turns from advertising to candle and textile design to art therapist. I've been honored recently to be one of her mentors as she has developed the therapeutic side of her Soul Gardens course, a six-week journey of drawing to reduce anxiety and stress. I truly think you're going to love hearing about the benefits of art therapy and how we can nourish our souls as we learn to create beautiful flowers from different perspectives, one simple step at a time. And if you want to see what we're talking about, make sure to check out the show notes for a special link to the video of this podcast. This conversation inspired some really rich studio time in our Learning to See membership on Patreon. And if you join today, you'll gain instant access to all the bonus art ideas, reflection questions, videos, and links sparked by Emma's Soul Gardens. But for now, let's jump on in and learn to see how slowing down and observing details can help us accomplish big things one step at a time. Hi, Jen. How are you? I love that picture of you and whatever tree that is. <laughs> I'm so excited that you can make it. And I'm so excited that technology allows us to meet across waters and earths and continents. Oh, yeah. I'm amazed at how people are reacting to the program. Pretty amazing. It's really fun to hear them share their insights from the day of drawing. Yeah, the reactions and the lessons learned and somebody taking bits and pieces. Of, Why didn't I feel different? Or... Uh, there is one, a, a dear friend of mine, that she's sleeping better. And there's a friend of mine, she, I love her to pieces. And she has, I don't remember the name of the, and probably better because I don't know how to pronounce it in English, but her joints hurt a lot. And she had probably since May not drawn anything. And wow. she's picked up the pencil and because of the program and the week that we did the flowers, an hour went by and I completely forgot about the pain. I'm like, what? Really? Seriously? Wow. Those are yeah. some serious benefits to, on the surface, it looks like drawing flowers. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't sound like it would do something big, but I talked to some people and they're like, well, what's the scientific evidence? And I'm like, you just get, you got to experience it. Yeah. Final studies, very, um, I don't want to say informal because for me, it is formal studies of the benefits, but even with the studies, even with the PhDs and all that credentials behind it, like you say, you have to experience it in order yeah. to... It's hard to explain if you've not given it a shot. And they are, they're doing brain scans and they're realizing when you make art, what parts of your brain that's lighting up, what chemicals and hormones that's releasing and producing. And yeah, yeah. I just yeah. can never remember all the right names at the right exactly. time. <laughs> yeah. The best answer is like you say, give yourself a chance and experience it because if not, you won't, you will never know. Until you, yeah, dive in. Until you try it, yeah. Your last video that I watched was just amazing. And again, I'm I'm already jumping ahead too far. For those who don't know you yet, can you introduce yourself and tell them who you are and where you're from and how you got into this making art to reduce stress? Okay, I'm Emma Schoenberg. Don't be fooled by the last name. I'm Salvadoran. I'm not German. <laughs> I live in El Salvador. I went to school here, design school. I graduated from graphic design. And life brought me into different careers, different areas uh, where a designer can develop him or herself. And um, I ended up in a candle company, which was my dream job. And it's not my area because that's more handcraft design. I spent six years there and that's where I discovered scrapbooking don't yeah don't laugh <laughs> no, no laughing at you I love scrapbooking <laughs> yeah 
but way back when scrapbooking we have a store for scrapbooking here but way back when we did not <clears throat> and i was amazed at the repeating patterns and i discovered a world of surface pattern design basically and i fell in love with it through this amazing job that i had i learned that my work could be shown and, and it was accepted uh, abroad and I had different clients and this is one of them and they did Andrews and Blaine is a company they do uh, puzzles and they licensed my work for I think it was five different puzzles it's the cats and the dogs the original color and it, and then it sold so well in Barnes and Noble that um, they asked me to do full color so that it could sell in summer and then they did um, I think a building a design so I worked in this world for 14 years probably but the pandemic hit and I wasn't aware of I I was aware how when I was working I got lost in my paints and my drawings but I never stopped to think why I was getting lost. And when the pandemic hit, I'm a very positive person and I'm always trying to see where the lesson is to be learned. And of course, the pandemic, all jobs went to full stop. And I was speaking to my sister and I was asking her, what does the world need now? I know there is going to be a market for surface pattern designs, of course. I have clients that are looking for my work, thank God. But there's a big need for therapy. And I know it helps me a lot. And it wasn't until the pandemic that I studied a master's in art therapy online. It was until then that I sit, sat down and put into order why the whys of the benefits of art therapy. And um, I was working on my soul gardens for quite a while. I just got lost in here. I think I spent like, I don't know, three hours more or less on each one or four hours. And I found out that I was more patient. And here's a, another example of the work that I love to do. And I love uh, mandalas and symmetry and the angles have to be divisible by 360. So yeah, you know where the perfectionism is in here. And I like to work with- And, and the math. And the math, yeah, and the math. The straight angles and the, yeah, I have all the good stuff. And I would stress out when something did not fit with my entire life. I would stress out with mistakes and I would stress out with a crooked line. I could not see a crooked line. And it wasn't until here that I figured I how much I enjoyed letting go. And very curious because while I was doing all the straight angles, the medium that I liked the best along with graphite and drawing is watercolor and watercolor is the most unpredictable <laughs> right yeah I was just thinking what an opposite you like really traveled the whole spectrum oh gosh yeah using rulers and compasses and precision instruments to watercolor yeah 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 so it was very interesting to see why I was loving so much working on my gardens that I did all these I call them soul gardens because they come from within and and I love these messages too that you have woven into your gardens of what are you planting in yourself and that's the video that I want to share with everybody is what are we planting in ourselves and to spend time thinking about that and to seeing something beautiful grow line by line yeah is yeah really cool. yeah and it all starts with the skeleton and very basic you see this very elaborate but it's 
And like in life with any project, it starts with deconstructing that big project that you have in front of you. And what is the very first step that I need to take? And if you see those steps as simple as I need to turn the computer on, I need to open the program that I'm going to work on. I need to open a new page. If I deconstruct a big, big program or big project that I have ahead of me, it'll be easy. It's not going to be so overwhelming. And yeah, that is a big trick to reducing that overwhelm is breaking it down into the tiniest steps. Like you said, what do I need to do? Oh, I need to turn the computer. Well, I can turn the computer on. Yeah. And that might be the first step in writing your thesis or something. Exactly. I'm a firm believer that you see that that sense of accomplishment that you get when you check that task that you have already done, that sense of accomplishment is accomplished. (laughs) When you take those very basic and simple steps, there could come a time where I cannot simply pick up a pencil and start drawing. And this picking up the pencil is a big deal for me. So that sense of accomplishment is met when I pick up the pencil and start making the marks. So absolutely. And it's really cool. You said you noticed yourself relaxing with the perfection. You're still drawing very precise and stuff, but you lost that perfectionistic drive. Mm-hmm. for it. You said your patience increased, your sleep improved, you went out into other mediums, um, yeah, breaking down big things into little things, and then the sense of accomplishment. And I think it's cool, because those are all big life changes. Mm-hmm. But they happened on the little journal page. Yeah, practicing what it is to break something down, what it is to go line by line, what it is to go step by step, what it is to have that sense of accomplishment, even if it's on a little piece yeah. of paper and it starts to translate out into your life. Yeah, just the fact of letting go of things. I, I know that here I am in control and that's probably one of the biggest things mm-hmm. for me. I come back to my sketchbooks. It's not only safe, but I know that here I'm in control. I know everything around me. I'm not in control. And just that, I know that Somebody that was, I don't know, mean to me, I can decide to just, I'm going to let that go. I'm not going to, I'm not going to even, yeah, bother. It's not. So this helps me also outside letting go of control and yeah, working on confidence, being brave also, taking those steps. Do you have (laughs) any of your worksheets to show people like how you start? Because those are beautiful. And that's like the end product. How do they start to break this down? And you do such a good job of that in the course. Like, it was so funny. There was a couple of weeks we were focusing on leaves. And I'm like, I'm so sick of leaves. <laughs> and the very next lesson was flowers. I'm like, I love that I'm doing this. And you learn in every live and everybody that you talk to. There's many people that don't like that. It's not that they don't like the flowers, but they prefer the leaves. So yeah. I'm including also templates with soul gardens only with leaves and i have also my catalog that i've collected for a long time the program basically shows you how to collect marks and to here's an example yeah i'm really excited to get to being able to show and draw the different perspectives like the different angles so that oh yeah these but these open these warm-up exercises that you have with one pattern repeated it just shows you it's doable it is doable and if you rip out this page uh-huh. and you place it in a frame with the white space around it and you hang it it looks like a piece of artwork it actually does but um 
collecting marks. The first weeks we do the, these warm-ups just to let loose, but we do the collecting marks also. Looking at a flower and what details do you see in the flower or what details you see on the leaves and just start collecting them. This is, I think it's the first two or three weeks. The first week is patterns just to let loose, to start simple. And here, I mean, the the tools that I'm using are also a regular pen or pencil. It's nothing complicated, just to show people that they can do it too. And then I start collecting marks that we see on the leaves and even shapes uh, that we see on flowers. We make those annotations and start collecting. This is throughout a couple of months that I did this without knowing that I was going to put it all together. I was just enjoying drawing flowers without knowing that why I'm getting lost in this and why am I loving it so much? Why do I feel so relaxed after? really helps you start looking at everything around you differently. Yeah. You know what? You're going to laugh, but I did not know you were going to react so nice to Awaken Wonder that I did a Welcome Wonder garden right after the session. <laughs> but um, yes, you start seeing details. And, and the more you, this is the beauty of this. The more you start appreciating the details in in something as simple as a leaf or in something as simple as the hair on your dog and how it grows and the texture on the nose the easier it becomes not only to see more beauty out there or or more interesting things but your mind and your heart starts opening up to seeing the wonders and the beauty in life and you're more aware of the good things that happen to you and not so much the bad i had a a rough morning this morning and I'm like oh boy this is not I'm not mm -mm, no and the first thing that I said I, I started with affirmations I am safe I'm not on my own I have people that love me dearly and then I started to count my blessings and to see the good things and the interesting things and the beautiful things that I have next to me and that's because I'm very aware of and I practice that in here so just as you practice drawing a straight line and at first it's wobbly. So first I'm not very aware of the blessings in my life. So yeah, you get to practice that there. That's why I get so I get I get really excited, but yeah, the more you practice. So back to how it works. You collect the flowers, the designs, the markings of the flowers, however they come up, it doesn't matter. And you also collect leaves and different shapes of leaves, and you get to experiment also how to interpret the different leaves and how to make meaningful tweaks. I usually start the more realistic, but not worrying so much. What if I do the outside a little bolder, a little thicker, and how it will change if the lines go up to there. And just like in life also, those decisions, just as simple as you're driving to work. What if I make a left here instead of making a right? How meaningful that decision will be to get faster or safer into work and also yeah, practicing that flexible or growth mindset instead of the fixed mindset yeah exactly being being flexible also, and because life is ever evolving 
and life will change your plans. And even though I am in control, this is a good example of how you need to be flexible and open to those changes because it could be rich, the outcome. It could leave you with lessons to be learned, positive or negative. Yeah, that reminds me of a book. It's business, but it's also it's about Pixar. Uh-huh. And one of their big principles, which was different from all the other places, was hurry up and fail. Like get the failure experimenting out of the way so you can get to the good stuff. And so just reducing that fear of failure, like here, you get to experiment. What if I do this line different? What if I try this? What if I try this tweak? You get braver because you realize that these experiments, well, they may not work out, but who cares? I just move on to the next leap and try it differently and don't do that one again. And it's with the mistakes that you learn the lessons. It's with the experimentation that you learn the lessons. It's with the tweaking and the making a left turn or getting up five minutes earlier. Or It's small, but it's meaningful. It's very, it's very significant. Yeah. And you can't get to the really cool leaf that requires no. 12 different experiments. And on the 13th one, you're like, oh, now that one I like. I wouldn't have gotten there if I hadn't tried the others. Yeah. And plus, if you don't experiment, how are you going to know what you like and what you don't like? Yeah. What you want to stick with. So once you have marks and different leaves, and I give the templates so that you can fill them up. So if even if I have a leaf, say, let's say like this one, and you practice the letting go of, oh, but the leaf that I'm going to draw is kind of round on the bottom and pointy, well, you can easily adapt and make the change. The only change that we're going to do is the basic shape is going to be a like a teardrop or a droplet. And, uh, well, my boundaries, of course. I, I Yeah, boundaries are a hard one and difficult. The boundaries is something that I am still working on in life, but um, I understood them. The boundaries are for me and up to where I am going to allow anything to happen. And in this case, I'm drawing a leaf, but that's how I'm learning how to get a grip on how boundaries work. And we go line by line. And of course, I go slower. I don't go this fast (laughs) because I need to breathe. And you go one step at a time. So you have the basic shape, reinforce the boundary. And then the middle vein, one detail at a time. And then I need to make that thicker. So I make it thicker. And the next step. And we're always working with a reference. My next detail is these V-like veins. So I put them in. And then the next detail is these, I'm going to call them thornish thorns that come up to, and they're colored in. So you practice this in the, what is it, the third week. And you collect all these leaves. This is what we did in the first live. And then the third week is a little more complex because it's flowers and flowers, of course, are complex. But you already did a exercise during the week, the main exercise. And you can work from a live flower of your photos, your own photos, or the photos that I give you with the program. And with your exercise, with the marks that you make in your exercise, the live, you start tweaking. And you start seeing how the variations that I showed here by changing the, say, the basic shape, how different the leaf comes up. And you do the same with the flower. You take in details, say this one that we did is actually that one. And how meaningful it is to turn this many leaf flower into a three petal 
Yeah, and you practice flexibility also and making those changes and not thinking so much also because yeah, my like as I said in Sunday's live, my biggest problem is making up my mind. What am I going to use? But because I'm aware now of that, I make it a point to not think so much. But you wanted to see the change in perspective. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that part of the class. And I think that's coming up soon. Like in what week do you start doing different perspectives? Well, we did it on Sunday, but it's not that obvious. I can show you with this one. The center is a little bit off. So that's the only tweak that you make is the center. You Instead of having the center right here, uh -huh. you switch the center and you place it there. And it's a three-petal leaf. So you draw your basic lines. And it could it, it can be random. It, there's no angle. It's just random. I mm -hmm. drew it randomly. And you know the steps rounding the corners of each one. Now the center, the center of the flower is going to be more or less over here. So just keep that in mind. Reinforce the boundaries. And then you draw in the, I'm going to draw them a little bigger. And then the details of the petals. This is something that I learned in school is you want the veins to fan out. So if to practice getting that, you draw in the ones that are on the far end and the middle one, and then fill in the rest. Yeah, that's hard to get those fanning instead of getting all crooked. Yeah. I always have to remember where the center point is when I'm doing those. Yeah, just drawing the ones that are on the far end of your petal. Yeah, of your, in this case, the petal and then the yeah. middle one. And then just, and you can do the middle one also, the ones in between. Yeah, it's so fun. I think we touched on it earlier in the course of like the profile of the flower too. You teach everybody step-by-step step how to do the face on, the side view, the different yeah. little angles. Because gardens, you never see all the flowers face on. Yeah. You and see holding the leaves and all of this stuff. It's so cool. I don't, I, I wish I had a, like a cup because yeah, this is not a flower, but <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah. This is the face of the flower and you want a side view. What, how do you do that? Yeah. So it's complicated. The most approachable way in my head. So you take the same details, the same number of petals that you already drew and take into consideration when you're doing this. So you have your basic shape and what yep. you do is just draw an oval, work the guidelines softly and then reinforce them. And this is a three petals. So randomly, so this is one, this is the, ah, the bit that curls over. Oh, uh, it wraps around. That wraps around, thank you, <laughs> that wraps around and goes over to the back and you draw the guideline towards the middle is now the base uh -huh. of, because it's, it's curled up like that. It's not flat out. Yeah. So you draw the guideline up to there and this is one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. And then what was the next step that you did with your flower? You rounded yeah, up the, the corner. Yeah, you round the corners. You round the corners on every one. And now you reinforce these. It's so fun to just watch it transform because every step really is quite simple. Yeah. And it does take some practice in breaking it down like this to wrap your head around, oh, that's the part I'm looking at. Yeah. It, it's like a math equation. You have to find the logic. Yeah. In what you're drawing. But it, it's basically 
you need to draw it just like you need if you don't understand therapeutic art gotta experience (laughs) you have to experience it and now the details your flower was like that and now it's that and it's also like that it's tilted so the Mm -hmm. details you see in here are actually in here inside these two petals yep just add them in and the center well you don't draw the center because the center is inside you cannot see it can't see it yeah, you can't see it. And if you want to keep the details on the back side, this is the back side of the petals. You can also mm-hmm. draw in or leave them blank. That is completely up to you. I sometimes draw it. I don't, but if I draw them, they probably will be softer. But yeah, that's how you draw the perspective of the that's side. So cool. Yeah. And then you go into, I don't know if you want me to go into single stem flowers and conceiving the idea of a single stem flower and then we go into the gardens yeah um I think for today just Mm -hmm. seeing those steps and then seeing that template that you just showed is cool because these are the steps that progress you towards the whole soul garden with the words in there yeah (laughs) it really like this shows you how you can break it down and this yeah. is doable. You can say you've never drawn or you can't draw straight. Well, you do a great job of walking people step by step through it where it is suddenly done. Yeah, it is doable. And it's people are going to laugh. It's easier than you think. It's not that difficult. Like with anything in training, it's taking the time to give it a chance. Oh, and you had asked before about the carved rocks that I have. I bought them years ago at a store called, I think it's 10,000 Villages. And um, I surround myself, you saw my gratitude ritual video. I surround myself with words and positive things. And not only words and positive that have positive messages, but things that are dear to my heart. I save this I bought with my sister. And um, things that remind me of good moments. This is another one that recharge what I was doing at that moment. It's funny because you remember these are little, little reminders of good moments. And I have them all around. All these ways to tend our gardens. Exactly. Literally and figuratively. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How do we nurture ourselves? Yeah. What you plant inside your head. Yeah. Very important. Yeah, what we focus on, what we plant inside our head, what we spend time doing, even little moments of something that to other people might seem like frivolous or what's the Mm -hmm. point. It's practicing a way of thinking and being and just nurturing that bit of yourself that you want to create in bigger ways in the garden that is your life. Exactly, exactly. Just to finish off, I I used to, when I made a mistake, and and I heard it a, a couple of days ago that I met with a good friend of mine. She told me how she, her sister and I would joke around, oh, you're so dumb. But they were teasing each other. I'm like, no, not even teasing that because your brain is receiving that information. And that's what is meddling and simmering inside. And even as an adult, I need to be careful of how I speak to myself, how I speak to others also. And these reminders also are, for me, well, reminders to be a kind person, to treat others and to treat myself, first myself, because then the others comes naturally in my head. <laughs> yeah. but, but to treat myself with a good and soft heart, not to be so harsh and to nurture that positive and that good thing, that those seeds, be careful what I invite in my life. 
Yeah, and that speaks to the boundaries you were talking about earlier. Be careful of what we allow in. Yeah, and it's, there's so yeah. many options. I mean, I think that's it's just so nice. You take these really big concepts of life and health, and you translate them really beautifully with this art process for people. And it's worth even if you don't love flowers or leaves. Like it's worth giving it a shot just for a little experiment to experience what we're talking about of how making these drawings shows us to look for options. It helps us pay better attention to everything around us and to see that beauty and then to nurture those positive characteristics outward in our life. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We have the example in one of our participants in the program, Mike, and the lessons learned while he is doing all this process of becoming aware and A for effort. I did my best. Yeah, those little messages. I did my yeah. best. I gave yeah. it a shot. Yeah. I didn't let fear hold me back. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? Being brave in these sketchbooks, you're actually practicing it in life. People that are shy about picking up your piece and showing what you have done in the session, that'll help when you're speaking in public or when you yeah. encounter something new. Practicing in tiny ways. In very meaningful ways, yeah. 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 Thank you so much for your time. It's so great that we can connect across continents. <laughs> I love it. Yes. See, and I'll see you on Sunday. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Take care. Thanks so much, Jen. Blessings. Blessings to you. Bye. Make sure you check out the show notes today for some really fun links.